Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. It's so empowering for women to hear about other women and their accomplishments. If you're going through any of life's transitions, this program is for you. Joyce is president and founder of Joy After Divorce, a one-on-one coaching practice that helps women rebuild and redesign their lives after divorce. As a certified coach, she's had extensive training, including mentoring and training by Jack Canfield of the Chicken Soup book series. Joyce is also a member of Leadership Texas. On today's program, Joyce and her guests will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host and coach, Joyce Buford. Good morning. What a pleasure to have you here this morning. It's spring here in Texas, and we are loving our blue bonnets and our Indian paintbrush, and it just sends such a a positive message every year when spring reappears. We get a second chance. We get our second wind. And so every year you could think about how refreshing it is to have this opportunity to start over, start over. But that's what Second Wind is about because we all have those through our lives. When we we get stuck, life has thrown us a curve. We need to pull out all of our resources so that we can move forward and maybe rebuild, maybe just change the attitude maybe look at something a little bit different, but somehow we fine-tune our lives so that we are living at our best and that we can shine throughout whatever we're doing, whether it's loving our families, exposing ourselves to new careers, to new loved ones, whatever that transition is. So I welcome you today because I have an awesome guest. I'm so proud of all of my guests because they are just phenomenal women who have made major changes in their lives. And so I'm very pleased to bring you Susan Ferris this morning. Let me tell you just a little bit about Susan, but I really want her to tell her story because it's fascinating. Trained as a mechanical engineer as her base, she went on to develop her life and is now a neurodevelopmental specialist, author, speaker, and founder of Brain Fitness Strategies. She is one of the nation's leading experts on the topic of teaching neurodevelopmental movement as a tool for reducing learning disabilities and behavioral challenges in the classroom. She has been seen on NBC, CBS, and ABC, and has co-authored a book entitled Have a Ball Learning, How to Juggle Helps Kids Overcome Their Learning Disabilities. Now, with an awesome beginning to resume like that, Susan, I am delighted to have you on the show today. So welcome. Welcome to you. Thank you. Good morning, Joyce. <laughs> That's just fascinating to read your 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 title. I mean, 
you know, there's so much emphasis now about the brain and, and how we can improve it and change it. So I'm really excited that you are part of our program today to even give us more light on that subject. But share with us, if you will, how you got into this work from mechanical engineering and made that transition into dealing and working and learning about the brain. Well, it's a safe bet to say that this is not your typical answer. Here's how I got into it. I married a brain-damaged juggler. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Now, he, he... in what order? He was brain damaged first and then he was, went to... He was. He was brain damaged at age six and was oh. unable to read at all until age 30. And oh. then he was able to read one word at a time painfully slowly. Wow. And then we got married and I just knew there had to be something else out there that would help him. Yes. And while we were writing our book, we... We wrote the book about how juggling helps the brain because Paul actually became a professional juggler and ah. after juggling for several years discovered that he was able to start reading at a very, very slow level, but he okay. was able to start reading. Wow. So we wrote a book and there's a lot of information in the book about all these studies that have been done using juggling and proving exactly where in the brain that you grow new brain cells. Hmm. So we got interested in what other movement-based brain therapies were out there. Yes. So I did a lot of research, and I found one called Rhythmic Movement Training. We became clients, mm-hmm. and it was so profound what we both got from it that we were just compelled to become practitioners. Oh, wow. Now, in, in what year was this? That was in 2008 is when we published our book and found out about rhythmic movement training. At the time, there were only three people in North and South America certified to do it. Mm -hmm. And luckily, one was in the state next to me, just a three-hour drive away. Oh, that was great. You could share. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So now there's about 20 of us in North and South America certified to do it, and Paul and I are two of them. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, <clears throat> who basically taught the rhythm movement? I mean, was it one particular man's theory? or Yes. It was developed by a Swedish psychiatrist about 30 years ago. And uh-huh. they've been doing it in Europe for 30 years. But, you know, he's just a sweet little old man with, with polio in his 70s. And he's not real keen on traveling to the United States, but he comes over about every other year for about six years now. So that's why there's just very few of us that have been trained and then gone all the way to the level that we have to earn international certification. Yeah. Oh, that's just so interesting. Well, you also shared another story with me yesterday about your transition Because I do think our ladies would like to hear about your personal transitions. Well, and to, let's see, what year was it? 1998. My husband of 20 years died of hepatitis C. It had been a long, ugly, traumatic battle. Lots of emergency room trips. Mm. I lived with a suitcase 
packed in my closet for going to the emergency room because I would stay with him every single minute. I did not ever leave his side when he was in the hospital. Yes. Uh-huh. And after he died, suddenly I found that I couldn't do the things I could do before. I couldn't file anything. I was legendary in my filing system. I took. I was very pleased with my filing system, and everybody <laughs> loved it. I had a. I had a reputation. And you were known for the filing lady. I was. The I was really, filer. I was great at it, and it all just disappeared. It just evaporated. I mm-hmm. could not pay bills on time if my life depended on it, even though I had the money. Mm-hmm. I suddenly could not wear anything around my waist because it just drove me insane. So I could only wear overalls or jumpers. Hmm. Very strange things. Yeah. And it really got to the point where I could no longer work. And I had to resign from my most favorite job in the whole world, a a nonprofit that I had founded. Mm -hmm. I had to resign from my position as president of the Assistance Dogs International, which is the... It's the worldwide association of all the guide, service, and hearing dog schools. Oh. I loved that. Yeah. I couldn't do it anymore. Hmm. And so I had to resign from my most favorite things on earth and just go to the doctor a lot and complain a lot. Oh, must have been a very low time in your life. Very, very difficult time. Very difficult, and I kept complaining to the doctor and kept complaining, and, you know, a year, the first year you can kind of chalk it up to, oh, grief. Yeah. And the second year, yeah, grief. Yeah. Year Mm. five, you're starting to wonder. Yes. Year 10. Oh, my goodness. Year 10, you go bankrupt. So I I went bankrupt. Oh, my goodness. I was unable to work. I was unable to bring in a living, and I went bankrupt. Ah, so it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't fun, it wasn't pretty, it suffered a great deal of depression, a lot of withdrawal from I basically disappeared. My friends didn't see me for almost ten years basically. I just hid. Oh my goodness, Susan. Yeah. That is a that is a traumatic story. Yeah. It was. And then when we found this technique, which I thought I was finding for my husband, <laughs> turns out it totally turned my world around. And now I get to help other people do the same thing. Oh, that's re- that's rewarding. Oh, it, that's it's, a gift. It's awesome. It? It's a it's yeah. a wonderful gift. I love doing what I do. Just love it. Yeah. Well, uh, we only have about two minutes, so I don't want to go too deep into your story. But I am interested in how you how you found your um, doctor from uh, Europe, Sweden, mm-hmm. and and actually decided to work with him. Um, at that time, he must have been coming to the States? Right. He was going to be in the U.S. Let's see, I started my training in 2008. There were a couple mm-hmm. of, and the three people in the U.S. were trained to be able to teach you the first two levels of the training. Yeah. So I took the first two levels and then as soon as he was in the country the next year, we flew wherever he was. We were groupies. Yes. We, if he got on a plane and moved to another city, we got on the plane and moved to another city. And we just took all of his classes over and over and over again because we didn't know when we'd get to see him again. Yes. And that way we got all of our hours in with him. And then we had to get our case studies. 
Right. And that's yeah. a whole nother story that I can talk to you about after the break. <laughs> okay. Well, I can see from just what you've said that it took dedication. You had a passion about doing this oh, yes. because you saw its benefits not only in your life, but you could see it in other people's lives. So in many times it takes that when you're going through a change, when you're trying to recreate uh, who you are and, and move you forward, it takes that constant dedication to your dream. So we're going to take a break and we'll be back to hear more of Susan's story. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors, all quilters just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Secret Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velocity's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Vilasi is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom, ingenuity, and grit. She believes wellness and transformation happen when you stand at the threshold of delight and discovery. She displays her hidden penchant for drama when she leads the safari at the supper club. Her favorite pastime is to extol the marvels of cuisines, cultures, and cures. To her audience in workplaces, seminars, and salons, her mantra is, be your own guru. She is a biochemist, botanist, and alchemist who likes to churn delightful, useful things from a brew of art and science, ancient and evolving, old medicine, and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is Coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. 
Welcome. We are listening to Susan Ferris this morning, a neurodevelopmental specialist, author, speaker, and founder of Brain Fitness Strategies. And Susan was has told us her story, which was very interesting and sad, had some sad moments in it, but she's just a brilliant, bright woman today. And It's beautiful to see the transition that she has gone through. But she had told us about uh, studying with Harold Bloomberg, a Swedish psychologist. So, Susan, would you take us on further with that story? Just how did you and Paul, once you found this amazing man, and how did you go about finding him? Okay. Well, we were taking more training in brain... brain-based classes, so it was movement-based brain therapies. Mm-hmm. And in the process of that is when we heard about a practitioner that was in Joplin, and mm-hmm. we were able to go out of state and get help from her, and then we started training with her, and then we found out that the founder, Dr. Harold Blomberg, who's a mm-hmm. Swedish psychiatrist, was coming to the United States to do additional training. So we signed up and took all of his classes, and like I said, we've we followed him around the country. Our airfare was far higher than our tuition because we <laughs> flew around so much. Well, once we finished our training, in order to earn our certification, we had to do case studies. Yes. Uh-huh. And we had, we had been hired by a school in Oklahoma to go in and work with their kids with learning disabilities. And mm-hmm. so I approached the teacher and said, hey, do you have any students that we could practice on? And she said, boy, do I. And we ended up doing an actual study in a classroom of fifth graders with mild to moderate emotional disturbances and learning disabilities. Okay. So these kids were in trouble. They all were on an IEP, which means the Individualized Education Plan. So they were basically in special education, and they had a lot of special needs. So we went into the classroom, and there were nine students to start out with. And Mm -hmm. we started doing our thing. Well, Mm -hmm. what we do is all movement-based. It's based on the movements that infants make in the first year of life. That's when the brain is growing the fastest. So if we actually... So, Susan, those movements would be crawling and what else? It'd be actually pre-crawling. 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 We do pre-crawling movements and then we get up to crawling. But mostly it's even before that. We're working on actual primitive reflexes, the brain's original operating system. Wow. Okay. All right. Thank you. So we went in and we did these these movements with these kids, and we turn it into play. That's our specialty is that we make this fun. Mm -hmm. And because that is the original software is kids are supposed to play. Mm -hmm. And play is how they actually form their brains and go through all their primitive reflexes to finish developing their entire nervous system and brain. Mm -hmm. So we went in and we did this 40 minutes once a week. And at the end of 26 weeks, the control group, which got one-on-one reading intervention during the time that we were working with our kids, Mm -hmm. they had gained 12 words a minute in oral reading proficiency. Our group that got less reading but got to play with us got Mm -hmm. 37 (gasps) <gasps> per minute. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it wasn't wow. a small difference. It was a huge difference. They were over 200% more improvement. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's hard That's hard to ignore. Yeah. That's tremendous growth. Well, we were 
shocked. We had no idea it was going to work that fast and that effectively with the kids not doing it at home. They were only doing it at school for our little 40 minutes. Hmm. And we got these profound results, and then we really knew we were on to something. Mm. So, uh, so do you work with a lot of schools in this particular area? Is that your targeted market? or not Actually, n- not at all, as it turns out. We work with individuals. So we work with people from right now we've got our youngest is three and our oldest is 89. Oh, 89. Yes, and that is a great story. Can I tell you about her? Oh, yes, please. Okay. Yes. Her, her daughter approached me and said, uh, we, we read about you on the Internet, and my mom has severe chronic neck pain, and it is causing memory loss, and she's just, she can't be happy. She's just in extreme pain. And so we said, well, bring her on over. Let's take a look and see if there's anything we can do to help. Mm-hmm. So they brought her over, and we, we let her try the movements just a little bit. Since she was locally, we could just put her on the table and let her try doing the movements by herself. And, oh, she fell in love with how good it made her feel within a minute. I mean, these movements work on a very profound level since we're, we're stimulating the brain. Yes. Uh-huh. And so she signed up. And within three weeks from starting, she's in no pain anymore. She was on, she was taking pain medication every, they were trying to get her to wait three hours, but it was two and a half to four hours. Mm-hmm. And she's, so now she's on, she's in no pain, she's on no pain medication. She started driving again. She hadn't driven in over a year. Oh my goodness. She started taking more classes and she wants a boyfriend. boyfriend. <laughs> We always want another person to love. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can just imagine. We are. You can imagine her daughter's surprise when all, you know she, her mom has gone from extremely forgetful, not driving her car, and just in excruciating pain to no pain, driving her car. Her, her daughter can give her directions, oral directions, and her daughter can drive someplace and find it. That is that is unbelievable. That really is. I have have a 96-year-old mother, and Uh so as you're telling your story, my mother is not in in excruciating pain, such as the one you mentioned, but I see the loss of life as they age. It's just heartbreaking, and it would be so interesting to know if there's, just by your basic movements, you can regain. Oh, it's stimulating. What we do is we stimulate very specific areas of the brain through these very natural movements. Mm -hmm. As I said, all the movements are based on movements that infants make in the first year of life. So we are literally triggering the software that God installed in the first place Mm -hmm. to reboot the brain and get the software running right again. Mm. That's amazing. It is. Yeah, it really is. I totally agree. Yeah, and and you're promoting this. I mean, it's all natural. There's not a drug in there. Yeah, we, we, we don't. A most drug of the time, society. we don't even need equipment. There's nothing to even use. I mean, with kids, I make it more fun. I add in balloons and marbles, and you know, my dog, all kinds of things. <laughs> 
Can it do oh. something that you can do anywhere without any equipment? Our clients work do the exercises just 20 minutes a day, and it re-triggers things to start working correctly. I mean, it's it's amazing how fast it can work. So who are your candidates for, you do one-on-one -on -one training primarily, right. correct? Right. And so who is a candidate for your coaching or do you call it coaching or training or how we do you? We do call it, we do call it coaching. coaching. We have actually three primary areas that we focus on because of how effective this method is. Mm -hmm. We love working with elementary age kids that are having trouble with reading and ADD. Yes. So we have a really good track record of completely overcoming a, uh, dyslexia and ADD. Really? Yeah, completely clearing it. My husband has no dyslexia. At age 54, he completely overcame his dyslexia. There is none. We've recalibrated his brain to send the right signals to the tiny little muscles that control his eyes. Huh. So we just recalibrated it, and is now everything works right. So there's one group. As we work with dyslexia, we're just, we just have a great track record with that. Yeah. Second area of focus is women with anxiety. And this is that long-term anxiety that doesn't make any sense. And the reason it doesn't make any sense is it's actually a reflex that's been triggered. When we're developing our nervous system, Mm -hmm. We go through three different stages to reach our full adult nervous system. And if those two early stages are still turned on when they're supposed to be turned off, oh. then you've got constant anxiety. You've got hypersensitivity to sound and light and touch and motion. Mm -hmm. You can have fear of being in crowds. And there's all these symptoms that are all a reflex so it's involuntary yeah. but with movement with these very specific movements we can turn that reflex off i have a question about there's one um you know you know because of our re uh, friendship that uh -huh. we do a lot of training in large groups uh -huh. and uh something that has been showing up the last few years is people that have um um, problems with smell, perfume. Yeah. Uh, now they'll go into and they'll say, oh, don't wear perfume. Right. And this used to not be um, a problem. But is that a typical anxiety that you would refer to? Yes. It could be. Oh, it yes. could? I oh, had okay. that. I had hypersensitivity to smell. It was, it's, you know, it's horrible. Uh, I, I can remember I was in a hospital dining room, mm -hmm. and it was when my sense of smell was at its peak, and I could literally smell, and I wouldn't believe this if it hadn't happened to me, mm -hmm. I could smell every person in there. I could smell their soap, their deodorant, their mouthwash, their perfume. I could smell every seasoning on every food. I could smell every cleaner that was used in the room all wow. at the same time. Wow. It's horrible. We are going to go to a break, Susan. We're leave, having, leaving on that thought. Uh, but we'll be back to talk more about those sensitivities.
We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Chances are you didn't give birth to Einstein. So why are you trying to raise your child to be like him? Welcome to Stop Raising Einstein with your host, Tara Kennedy Klein, Woohoo Radio Network's parenting show dedicated to helping you release the myth of the perfect parent and discover the unique brilliance in your child and you. Tara and her panel of amazing, intelligent, and sometimes off-the-wall guests will share the tips, tools, trends, and techniques available that will help you stop raising Einstein and start relishing your role as a proud and present parent. Join her every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time for Stop Raising Einstein, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. This is Uncommon Sense for Leaders, a forum for exploring leadership from the intellect, the heart, and the spirit. Whether you're a leader now or aspire to be a leader in the future, you owe it to yourself to learn about the big ideas that have shaped the careers of compelling communicators, masters of influence, and highly effective leaders. Uncommon Sense for Leaders. Tune in to hear thought-provoking ideas on every aspect of leadership. You can expect dynamic discussions with special guests, quick tips you can apply immediately for better results, and the tools you need to take you from where you are to where you want to be as a leader. Are you ready to crack the code for achieving unprecedented results? Then join the host for Uncommon Sense for Leaders, Catherine Carlisi, every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the All Business Radio Network. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. Welcome. We are talking with Susan Ferris today, and she is a neurodevelopmental specialist. We were just talking before break about the sensitivity to odors, such as perfume or being in a environment where a woman is very sensitive, woman or man, is very sensitive to the smells in the room. And I, I asked the question because as I've been going to workshops and growing and developing myself, that has come up and Susan brought to life that that really is an anxiety that some women or men have no control over and it is real. And from my standpoint, as a woman that is not dealing with that, I sometimes must admit I'm a little unsympathetic uh, because I have no idea. I just can't understand it. So, Susan, if a woman has this anxiety, tell us what she does to, is there something she can start doing or is it call you? Well, I'd say both. Mm-hmm. For start doing, what I what I recommend is what I call my stress diet. And what I, what I mean by that is trying to cut stress out of your life. And there's a lot of, way, lot of ways. Number one, 
stop watching the news. Just stop it. It's not helping you. There's no benefit to it. It's not people that you can typically help in your area. Mm-hmm. It's people on the other side of the planet that are having horrible experiences, and you sympathize, and, and it hurts you, and it causes your right. body stress. Right. So go to bed early. Go to bed at like 9 to 10 o'clock. And all of these things I'm going to suggest are about uh, your cortisol production and reducing the triggers that are causing too much stress and stress response in your body. You're going to want to get good sleep. You know, you're going to want to go to bed early, try to get your as much sleep as you can, get rid of all the lights in your bedroom and electronics in your bedroom. Just get rid of them. Just they, we need no lights in there. We need your body's very responsive to light. Yes. And mm. don't look at your computer or your phone or your TV in the hour before you go to bed so that your brain starts understanding it's time to go to bed. Mm. That's one we all abuse. <laughs> yes, yes it is. Yeah. And then yeah. just good old exercise, getting getting some exercise is going to reduce your stress levels. So there's there's a first step. Right. It's actually being conscious of those things that bring stress into your life. Yes. Yeah. It, you know, the the news is just so... And particularly if you have a partner, males tend to think they always need to listen to the news before they go to sleep. Mm -hmm. So we just need to walk out of the room or get ourselves busy in other areas. Um, So, yeah, I've heard of that has been suggested, and I I do not watch the news. Um, And then going back to smell, mm -hmm. when you are first born, your nervous system turns on. All of a sudden, well, it actually starts happening in the womb, but after you're born, you your senses turn on. And so your body, your brain has to learn how to calibrate whether your sounds are too loud or too quiet. It's all calibrating. So you go through a period of time with something called the Moro reflex that controls your smell and light sensitivity and touch sensitivity and and all those senses, Mm -hmm. it controls those. Mm -hmm. And if that reflex, for some reason, stays turned on, or like me, it gets turned on because of a trauma in later life, Ah. then all of a sudden it is way out of proportion. Mm. That's what's going on in the brain with that smell, is that they're, they're exposed to the same level that you or I. Mm-hmm. But their brain is making it significantly larger input into their system. Uh, so it's like multiplying it by 10 or 100. Hmm. So it, it's, it's quite devastating. So a major trauma that, that happens in your life, and in your case it was the death of your husband, right. uh, can trigger things in later life that before that trauma you were not dealing with. Exactly. And that can be death in the family, divorce, mm-hmm. uh, loss of a job, oh. uh, toxic poisoning, a car accident. I, I actually knew somebody else who does exactly what I do, and they were in a car accident, and they've got dyslexia. Hmm. But, but they knew exactly how to clear it up, so six months later they didn't. Wow. I know my father was in a a bicycle accident and had double vision for years. It was before I learned what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I totally understand what that is and how to clear it up. Yeah. And you couldn't offer that to him because that was 
prior to your experience. Many course. years before I learned this. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, that's actually that's very exciting to know that we have so many options out there, but it does take looking for them. And thank goodness that you all are now twenty people compared to just that one psychologist from Sweden coming to the United States. Right. He's actually a psychiatrist. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I changed his profession. He had actually tried these movements in the psychiatric hospital where he worked, and it Uh worked on just about everything that he tried it on. Because Uh we're working with the original operating system in the brain, and when that's out of balance, then you've got bipolar disorder, you've got dyslexia, you've got Asperger's, you've got autism, you have all these different symptom clusters. Bipolar disorder? Yep. You can affect and change bipolar? Oh, yeah. Oh, my. I've done it. I've had a client. I've done it. Wonderful. Yeah, it was amazing. Amazing. it, It just completely amazes me every time we use it. Yeah. Hmm. One of the kids in our study spent the time at school on the floor and with a towel over his head. That was his career at school. If you got him up from that, he was kicking, crying, screaming, biting. Hmm. In five weeks of working with him where we actually get on the floor and we rock him, kind of like you rock a baby because, again, these are infant movements, Mm -hmm. we would rock him for about 120 seconds, a maximum of two minutes, five weeks in a row, one day a week, and in five weeks, he's out from under the towel, never went back, and participated in all of his classes. Hmm. And, okay, so was he socially like you and I after that? He got there. By the end of the semester, he sure got there. By the end of the semester, he was uh, having sleepovers, Along, getting along better with his family, getting along better with his friends at school. He had friends. He didn't have friends before. Mm. He couldn't. He was miserable, mm. and he made everyone around him miserable. Yes, right. It's so sad. You know, mm. it, I'm so glad that I had the training I did when I met him, because if I didn't understand that it was no choice of him, it wasn't a character flaw, it was simply that his primitive reflexes were stuck, I would have disliked him as much as everybody else did. Mm-hmm. But now yeah. I can look at people and I can understand, golly, it's not their fault. They've just had a trauma. They've got these primitive reflexes that are forcing them to have these reactions. Mm. Yeah. Very interesting, Susan. Ah, I'm enjoying this. I didn't get to my third favorite client. What's your third favorite client? Third favorite client, cerebral palsy. Oh, yes. I love working on cerebral palsy it, because it's so dramatic. You know, when you, we've got a client right now who he's no longer stuttering. He can give presentations in school without shaking all over and stuttering. Mm-hmm. He's getting ready to get his driver's license. Oh, my. We've just seen such dramatic changes in this young man's life. It is thrilling. Hmm. And he'd had every therapy out there except this one because it's new. Mm-hmm. And the brain recognizes it and it knows exactly what to do because we're doing what it did when it was one year old. Yeah. I may have overlooked this, but how new is this pra- 
practice? Or? Well, it's been in the United States about six years. Wow. And it's been in Europe for 30. Wow, that is new. That is yeah. new. And that's, it's, that's a challenge for us with uh, letting people know what we do is that as far as they're concerned, there is nothing you can do. So they're not looking for a solution. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, they're talking to their doctor to try to get some medication for the anxiety. Nobody realizes that through these very specific movements, we can just turn that part of your brain down mm-hmm. so that you can just be happy. Right. And yeah. that's what we all want. We just want to be happy. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yes, yeah. that is true. That's what we want. Oh, so you have, how many, um, do you keep a base of clients? I mean, I mean, I mean, um, I know you keep a base of clients. That's, I'm not going with that question here. <laughs> I'm looking to see what we have. We only have about two minutes. But, well, I can tell you that we work with clients locally and we work with clients globally via Skype. <gasps> Oh, you can work that way. Yes, we can. We're working with the cutest little three-year-old from Northern Ireland. Oh. And it is just amazing. When I talked to his dad last appointment, and I asked him, he asked me, he said, are you seeing any changes except he said it in that beautiful Irish grove? (laughs) And I said, yeah, I'm seeing this and this and this. And then that kind of got me wondering. And I said, well, are you seeing any changes? (laughs) And he said, I'm seeing massive improvements, Susan. Oh, and and can you tell us from what he's he's um, what his yeah. illness is? Or it's about meltdowns, his ability to express himself. He's just starting uh-huh. imagination. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. he can tell stories. Mm-hmm. And, and he's starting he's to try new foods. He's very, very food sensitive, and now he's asking to try new foods. Right. At in he's three years old. Three years old. Yeah. About to turn four this week. <laughs> Birthday time. Yeah. Well, we are going to take a break from our fabulous conversation with Susan, who's enlightened us with so many exciting things. I just there's so much promise in your work, Susan. I like it a lot. I'm excited to know more about it. We will be talking about the lighter side of Susan, the fun, playful side of Susan when we come back, which is uh, comedy, I believe, and uh, speaking engagements and how you can find Susan. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Get ready for Wise Up Radio, leveraging your learning, leadership, and legacy with Donna Kimbrand, the edgy evolutionary, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you're an entrepreneurial leader or visionary, stay ahead of your game with insights, tools, and strategies that give you the thought leader's edge. Each week, join Donna and her guests as she'll ask the edgy questions, help you discover game-changing shortcuts to better thinking and learning, how to explore the ripple effects of leadership excellence and how to create your life as a living legacy where the legacy you leave is the life you live. 
As thought leaders, you need strategies to help you enjoy the confidence and thrill of riding the wave of rapid change. For more on Donna, check out her website, GameChangerThinking.com. Then join the conversation and sharpen up your wits on Wise Up Radio with Donna Kimbrand, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. You know, it's always very exciting to hear about what possibilities there are out there for us. We as a society have gotten where we just naturally turn toward chemicals, medicals, for improvement in our bodies. But to hear from Susan Ferris that there are things that we can do that are natural. They are, they are in our development, they are stages that we skipped over or through trauma we have been thrown out of balance. But they can be corrected through natural movements. And Susan has shared that through her work. It's called Rhythmic Movement Training. And I've just been fascinated with everything Susan has shared with us. Now, Susan, I referred to this before break, that you have a fun, playful side. <laughs> and I hope that you will share that with us now. Because Absolutely. Yeah, well, one of the things that I advise all of our clients is that to have a sharp brain, you need to make learning your hobby, that you need to learn new things all the time. You don't have to become an expert. Yes. But if you learn new things, then as your brain ages, it will still be good at learning new things. Mm-hmm. So here's my, what I, start, I took up this year, is I started taking comedy improv classes. Love it. I love it. I do, too. I just love it. It was so terrifying when I first started. I would just stand up there. Uh, this is during classes. It's not during a performance. But during yeah. classes, I would just stand at the back wall and just my brain is completely on overload. I have no idea what to say, and I just stand there. And whenever it would come time for questions, I'll say, what do you do when you can't think of anything to do? <laughs> But since then, I've gotten more relaxed and had more fun. I've gotten to do a lot of performances, actually, at the during the regular shows. Mm-hmm. And this weekend, I did my first uh, my first performance in a variety night with my dog. Oh, was your dog on? Did she know what to do? She was <laughs> lawless. What I did is I have a game show set up. I've got two buzzers. Mm-hmm. and so I have my dog on a table, so she's right up at eye level, and she's got a buzzer, and I get a volunteer out of the audience, and they've got a buzzer, and I mm-hmm. ask questions, and they compete against the dog. <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh, how fun. It was. So who and was then, the winner? <laughs> well, the winner at this time was the dog. There was a bonus that we actually had a tie, uh-huh. And I went into the bonus round, and the tiebreaker question happened to be, why do dogs sniff each other's butts? Oh, and the dog? And... The dog won. Well, how, how do you mean he won? What did well, he... She, she hit the buzzer. She barked the answer. Her answer was, 
you can get to know someone so well that way. <laughs> and she won one million points and the game. <laughs> Did you, uh, how do you know that's what she said, Susan? I'm a gifted dog interpreter. Okay. Okay. It's one of my many skills. <laughs> yeah. That or it's comedy, one of the two. You get to pick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. Now, do you? where did you take this comedy class? Well, I live near Tulsa, Oklahoma, so there is a comedy yeah. theater in Tulsa, and oh. I'm active there, and I get to go play. Oh, that's great. I don't think... I don't think we have one of those in my little town of Tyler, Texas. So we'll, uh, but what a fascinating way. You know, I think a lot of people have this comedy inside of them that they would like to share, but they have no resource for doing that. Right. You know? So, so taking classes is great fun. I bet. So how do they train you in this? Do they just say, get up there and talk? There are there are rules, you know. It's it's a game, so there's all these different games, and that's when you're taking the class. That's the first thing you do is kind of learn what are the different games. So there's like word association games. There's there's a one game. This is this is one I win almost every time, where mm-hmm. you can only ask each other questions. Mm-hmm. So it's two people, and the audience picks a topic. And it may be bananas, it could be airplanes, it could be anything, but you, you start out pretty much on topic and then it just gets pretty crazy because you, all you can do is ask a question. <laughs> and it's really hard because the, like one of them will say, where did you get your glasses? And I'll be thinking, let's see, I got them over at <laughs> Turnage Optical and then the buzzer goes off because I didn't ask a question. <laughs> Oh, fun. So is this a weekly class and it goes on for a period of time? Eight weeks. Eight weeks. weeks. I go twice a week because I'm taking a class in improv and I'm taking a class in stand-up now. Oh. So I'm having to learn how to write jokes. So here's my first joke I wrote. Oh, yeah. Who's there? Your, Your dog. My dog? Yes, you're supposed to say your dog who. Oh, oh, sorry, I forgot the joke. Your dog who. How many talking dogs do you know, Joyce? <laughs> <laughs> it's not good, but hey, you got to start somewhere. And that's one of the beauties of taking the class is that they give you permission to be really bad. Yes. So sometimes yeah. we'll have us, he'll have us write, you know, you have to write 10 jokes right now and, and make them all really bad. And that way you can't disappoint yourself. They're all <laughs> awful. That's right. Sort of like writing your first book. You know, yes. the first time you try, it's just awful. <laughs> it is, but you just have to break that boundary and just you have to learn how to accept, hey, I'm really bad at this, and that's how you get good if you just keep trying. Yeah. Now, if if somebody, I, I hate to leave this because I could actually go on because I kind of have a funny side in me. Uh-huh. And I, yes, and I love <laughs> to show it. Uh-huh. And, um, so, and, I, you know, it took me a while to accept it because people started saying, you're kind of funny. Uh-huh. And, I, and I would go, oh, I am? And so, uh, you know, I, but I do enjoy that side of me. But for the people that would be interested in knowing how to get in touch with you uh-huh. um, and uh, brain fitness strategies, give us some of your information so they can find you. 
Well, right now I'm going to give them my phone number because that's okay. the fastest and easiest way to get hold of me. My mm-hmm. number is 918-629-2689. Okay. And we give free consultations. Mm-hmm. So if anybody's out there just wanting to just talk with me and find out more about it, they you know they don't have to commit to anything. We just if they just want to find out about it, give me a call. We'll schedule an appointment, and that way I know that I can commit all of my time and attention to that time, that person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we'll have a talk and see if there's anything, any resources that I have to share with you or if there's something that I can really do to make a difference for you. Oh, that would be. And, and distance is, is not an issue because of Skype. That's correct. Right. We, That's our, my fabulous. first distance client was in Malta, of all places. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. pretty far. Yes, um, <laughs> So, but I'm just thinking uh, Oklahoma City to Tyler, Texas, or Oklahoma City to Austin, or, you know, other areas that it's very feasible for you to talk with those people and, and help them. Absolutely. We've got clients yeah. all over the country and now all over the world. Um, if they wanted to, what is your web, do you have a website that they the can The website is brainfitnessstrategies.com. Okay, and there you they can find more information about you, and there's some pictures of um, your involvement with some young people. Mm-hmm. That <clears> was actually court. during our study. Oh, it was? Uh-huh. Uh, I see them laying on the floor with their knees up in the air, and they're, you're probably rocking. That's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. And if they were interested in buying your book, Have a Ball Learning, uh-huh. How Juggle Helps Kids Overcome Their Learning Disabilities. Can they get that on Amazon? They used to be able to, but I'm just about to run out. So I've just got the last few copies. If they would like to order one, they need to contact. They need to go to our website. Uh-huh. And for the next three days, we've got free shipping. <gasps> well, that's fabulous. Yeah. And then they're $18.95, I see because I'm right. looking at the printout here. Um, and I hope you'll reprint them, Susan. Well, we're, we're thinking of another book, actually, because that we wrote that before we found Rhythmic Movement Training. Oh, and so okay. It's, there's, we have so much more to offer now that we're, right. we're looking at doing another book. Yeah, sort of a, a handbook that people could start with, with uh-huh. simple, exactly. simple things in their life. Right. So, um, yeah, that would be a valuable tool. I might be buying that. Well, awesome. <laughs> well, who doesn't need a little improvement in the brain area? Oh, I'll tell you what. I am. My brain is still improving. I will keep doing these movements for the rest of my life because I keep noticing improvements, and that is fun. Now, do you, do you have a morning ritual that you do for brain development? exactly I guess in a way I do in that I I juice I do a sauna I exercise so those are all very much brain related mm-hmm. and the other thing if I've got something going on then I'll start getting into the movements myself like this morning I did some movements mm-hmm. and I also since I work with my clients I do the movements with them so I, I get to do my workout on the job Oh, that's great. <laughs> well, we have about two minutes left, and I'd like for you to share if there's anything that you would like to bring to light that they might need to know. Um, it's always 
so interesting, I think, that once I've started creating learning again, how necessary it is for us to keep our brains active. And um, is there anything you would like to add to that? I would say just a couple of real quick tips. Be sure to take fish oil. Mm -hmm. The brain must have fish oil in order to grow new brain cells. Okay. If you want to make your brain sharper, learn how to juggle. And And I'm not telling you that you have to be able to juggle. It's the process of learning that grows new brain cells, and it's measurable in just seven days. Wow. So just learning how to juggle, you don't ever have to juggle. (laughs) Learning, just the practice of it, is going to really boost your visual processing skills. Wow. And that's a handy little thing to have because if you're wanting to keep your independence longer and keep driving later in age, Mm -hmm. you need a fast visual processor for traffic. Right. And yeah. you need good hand-eye coordination, and juggling all by itself is going to help with that. Well, Susan, I'm sad this hour is over. Me too. And I have thoroughly enjoyed uh, sharing your story with my listeners today. I think it's fascinating, I think it's promising, and I think it's encouraging. So we uh, want to... We want you to come back, Susan. <laughs> I would love to come back. I love oh, your yeah. show. Yeah, and talk more with us. So I thank you so much for giving us your time today. Well, thank you for helping all the viewers or all, all the listeners with all the amazing guests that you have and sharing all this good information, Joyce. Mm-hmm, my pleasure. So thank you, Susan, and we are coming to the close of our hour. It's always exciting to bring such good information to my listeners. And I encourage you to share this with your friends because there's so much good information. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us on today's edition of Second Wind. Join us again next week at the same time as Joyce and her guests share strategies of growth and renewal. You'll learn how to attain goals and dreams and create the life you want to live to its fullest. Second